Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, today we're here to talk about uh, your advisor and, and the level of, of involvement that your financial advisor should actually have in your life. Thanks, Michael. This was actually my uh, theory or concept. This is one of those, like in many of our topics, where it was just an idea that popped into my head. I don't really know where we're going with this conversation, but the, where it came up is we're, we're getting organized now for our we're starting to get the ball rolling, getting organized for our end of calendar year review of all their existing clients. And at this time of year, we normally basically pick out a project that we look at for every one of our clients. And this year, we're talking about estate planning. So, you know, have, have they got a will in place? Have they got, um, you know, have they got binding nominations on their super fund? How have they got their super fund structure? How have they got all these proceeds structured to go out to either dependent or non-dependent beneficiaries in a way that's the most tax-effective um, for them, all these sorts of things. So, and what I got me thinking was, because we've talked about this before, where we'll probably say to our clients, hey, this is, you know, you've got a review coming up. This is what we're going to look at. If you want us to look into you, you know, if you want us to get involved, we can speak to your solicitor who's done a will up or we can speak to a solicitor about helping you get a will set up. Um, with a lot of these things, there's always a danger that we're that we that we're um, I guess overstepping and, and getting involved in things that people don't want us to be involved with. So, and it does happen. Like we'll probably give this we we'll position this as this is an offer to our clients. If you want us to review this, we can. And if you're not, then that's there's no skin off our nose. But sometimes people go, I don't like I've got a will. I don't I don't want to think about it. that's that's a separate issue. I just don't. I'm, I'm not in a headspace to think about that, or I don't want to know about that, or I don't want you to be involved in that. But it just got me thinking that you sort of need to, as, as a financial advisor, you need to err on the side of, of, of being too involved in too many financial decisions and, and offering those things to, to your clients and, and to people around you rather than, rather than sitting back and, and the client themselves getting involved. Because what I've found is that a lot of people don't necessarily know um, how different aspects of your financial life roll in together. And so this is, I think, what we what we find i think this is the theory of what i'm talking about here is that i find this with a lot of new meetings with people where they'll sort of talk about one of the things that i want to look at is you know how do i get maximize my centrelink in retirement and you kind of then go well centrelink's one part of it but also how you have your how you have the, your money in super is, is another part of it and you and your tax income and your tax each year is another part of it and so all those different aspects need to sort of flow in together. And so if you're trying to only give advice around one area, it tends to be a flawed model because you you might be giving advice about here's how you maximize your superannuation. Um, but you might be doing that in a way that actually means that you the benefit that you're causing there is, is causing you more of a drop in Centrelink age pension than what you'd get. Or you're maximizing outcomes in one in <coughs> In you know you're maximising returns in one way, but then you're actually paying more in tax than than the benefit that you're getting. So, I think the concept here is is maybe not just about financial advisors, but for people just to realise how complex the 
even the very basic financial situation is and how there's, there are many moving parts and, and all of them need to be taken into account. Yes, and really your, your financial advisor, our belief is that they should be the hub of all of that. Yep. And, and um, look, there's very, very specific, we're talking about very, very specialist areas here in a lot of in a, in a lot of circumstances. So, um, I have a client uh, who uh, owns a family business, and and right now, um, her accountant is and and her uh, lawyers are actually drafting up things like buy sell agreements yep. and different tax structures and entities and all those types of things. So, mm. they're, they're very, very specialist. Yeah. In, in those particular areas and we don't have the, the skill or expertise, what I've been able to do with them is, is really brief them yep. on the what the what what her values are yep. and what's what we're looking to, to what's important to her, what we're looking to achieve. Yep. Uh, all of those types term. of things. Yep. So um so 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 really each one of those each one of those areas um is uh, gen- generally works independent of of, of yeah. other professionals. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that we see our role uh, yeah. or the role of a good financial advisor as being the hub of that. Yeah, and um, and, and, and making sure that that all of that flow, all of those specialist areas, so tax in this in this instance, yep. and legal structures, yep. uh, two specialist distinct areas. And um, uh, it, it's a case of the left hand not talking to the right in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a, a great example and an analogy there of being the hub of that. Because, and whether it's, yeah, I guess the the thing is, whether you have a financial advisor or not, someone needs to be the hub of that. But what you need mm-hmm. to realise is that if you're engaging professionals. If you don't have a financial advisor, you need to be your own hub. And so, mm. if you're engaging a lawyer to draft up legal documents for you, you know the, the lawyer is looking at that through a legal perspective. And so, you cannot expect them to be, yeah. You know, and in this case, yeah, you know, I'm sure the lawyer is thinking about everything from an asset protection point of view. And what happens if you get sued personally? What happens if you know the entity gets sued? And what happens if you know there's a, a workplace injury? And what happens if this? And what happens if that? The accountant isn't isn't really probably thinking about asset protection at all. They're thinking about it from a, a tax point of view. And okay, well, how do how do we minimise tax? You know, basically, hopefully, if they're a good accountant, they're thinking over the short and the long term. How do we minimise that tax bill? And really, like you said there, that needs to be overlaid with what's what's this person actually trying to achieve over mm. the long term? What's important to them? You know, what is what are their long term goal? Like, Goals and objectives, or I think the way that you worded that is a good one too. Is like, what, what are their values? What's most mm. important to them about money, and how do we make the legal structures and the tax structures line up with what is really important to them, rather than just have it be done as an as an ad hoc thing where you've got the lawyer builds something that is really good from an asset protection point of view, but not good from a tax point of view, or the accountant builds something that's great from a tax point of view, but not good from an asset protection point of view, and then you as a financial advisor are sitting there. Looking backwards at the things that have already happened, going well, they've structured that in a way that doesn't line up with where you're heading over the long term. So now we've got to go back and redraft that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's probably a, a a good example there of, and it happens with all professionals. The same with you know with your lending or any you know your insurances, any of those sorts mm-hmm. of things. 
someone needs to be the hub of, of that in your life. And I think where we're all um, we're all guilty of this is that there are professionals out there in the world and you go to a professional and um, you, you get their advice or their input. We need to, we need to be able to categorize that as what's, what's the advice I'm actually getting around? Is, is it around? If I'm going to an insurance broker to talk about my life insurance, they are going to be the best at telling me exactly what type of cover I need and when. They're not then going to overlay that with, however, if you're paying 10 grand a year for life insurance and that 10 grand is the difference between you and being able to retire or not, mm-hmm. you know, what trade-offs are you willing to make there? Or if you're paying that 10 grand a year off you know, into insurance, that means that you know, your lender is over here saying, hey, you should change your loan from interest only to principal and interest because we can get you a far cheaper interest rate, but it's going to cost you 10 grand a year. And so none of the, if you're not careful, you end up with all these different silos in your life and none of them actually line up with the other one and they're all sort of running along separate, uh, I guess. Yeah, look, and, and we think it's our role to actually to, to take charge mm. of, the, of the structuring of all those silos yep. and get all the sum of all those parts, yep. get them working together. Yep. Um, one thing that stands out, and, and yeah, when you raise this topic, Dallas, um, uh, some of your thoughts that we spoke about just before we we yep. came on air was that was that um, yeah, you should be a sh- the financial advisor should be erring. On yeah. the side of taking too much, too much. Yeah, if uh, anything, you should be saying to your being, being too listen, involved. Mate, just calm down. Just get back in your box here. Being I don't too need involved. You yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, uh, I heard I've I've heard a saying from another financial advisor uh, from a podcast I listened to, and 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 he talks about his dealings with 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 his clients. He's an American guy. He said that that he has a rule with his clients where no conversation. Mm. Is off the table, so you're able. You should. Yep. So the client should be able to actually bring up any Anything. particular topic with yep. the advisor, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, it's it's also the prerogative of the, the, the client, client to, to, say, to basically say, "I don't want to talk. About I don't want to talk about that." Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they but they have a a, a real open communication. Yeah. Um, a relationship which which I like. Yeah. And so. Yeah, leading up to our November, December end of calendar year reviews with our clients, um, we like to, to raise different mm. topics that we yeah. that we're focusing on. Yeah, yeah. Part of that meeting is also saying, okay, yeah, you're on. You, yeah, you're yeah, still on track, standard, or you're you're not on track for whatever reason, and, and yeah. sort of getting yeah. getting the plan back on track if 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 someone's mm. off track. Yeah. Um, but we like to 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 focus in on yeah. certain topics. Yeah. Um, uh, have that discussion at that point in time. Make mm. any changes that that you need to make. It's not then set and forget and never talk about it again. But we put that to bed for a period of time. So, mm. life insurance levels yeah. and things like that is is a good example. We yeah. tend to have that conversation every, um, every three years because people's situation it's too it's too frequent to have that every year. Yeah, uh, people's situation tends to change every. Yeah, three years. So, yep. so basically, we have that conversation again. Now, with estate planning, um, what we'll be doing is sitting down with our clients and saying, "Okay, well, here's 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 all all of this flows through mm. in the event of the death of one of you. Um, yep. Here's how it flows through yep. to the second person. Yep. Um, obviously, the the overarching the overarching objective of of 
pretty much everyone is to pay the least amount of tax at that point in time. Yeah, and get and get the money and to the right person. Get the money to the right people. The right person and the right people. Yeah. Um, then yeah, on the death of the second one, or if the person's uh, on their own as a single person yep. already, yeah. Then yeah, how does that money flow through to the right people mm. or the right charities at that yep. point in time with the yep. least amount of tax yeah, deducted? Right. So, I mean, that'll be an offer that we make to our clients. Some of them will take it up, some some won't. Mm. Um, but but again, with your with the theme of this podcast, yeah, we should be. Our belief is that we 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 need to be raising they, these yeah. topics with our clients and actually actually bordering on taking too much too much yeah. <laughs> uh, being involved too much in their lives as opposed to, to yeah. being involved yeah not enough not enough yeah I, I think that's right and I guess the the other the only other takeaway for me is you know if, if you are self directed or if you are trying to be self directed um, the important thing to to bear and and, then, and like we say the reason why we're why we're, we're fairly nosy with all these things is they all tie in together. It, it's not just that we want to get involved in the estate planning for the sake of trying to puff our chest out and, and think that we know more than the lawyers, which we, we don't. The point is that that will how we structure your superannuation funds, for example, how they're owned and which you know who's got who, who's listed as beneficiaries on each of those. That will be dependent on what you've got set up as a will. So, and, and you know, how, how you all of those sorts of things flow together with your tax and, and all that kind of thing. So, you know, we're not trying to be nosy because we, we want to be the top dog. It, it's that we know that there's, there's the way all these things flow in together is, is sometimes not, not as simple as what people sort of think. You can't just put those things in separate silos and, and they're not interacting. So if you are managing your own, uh, affairs with your own things. I think that's the other thing that I'd bear in mind is just whenever you're looking at any aspect of, of your financial life, just know that it does flow into other areas and you really have to think about the second and third order consequences of, of the decisions that you make. You know, And so if, you, if you're looking at something, you know, I'm going to make this decision because it's going to be best from a tax point of view or I'm going to make this decision because it's best from a Centrelink point of view or a, you know, insurance costs point of view or whatever it is, You've always got to then think of, okay, I can make that decision. It's going to be best from a tax point of view, but what impact does that have on the other areas of my financial life? And mm-hmm. is there potential for the benefit that I've, that I've gained from making that decision to be more than offset by some of the other costs in other areas mm-hmm. that I haven't taken into account? Mm-hmm. So, um, again, a fairly conceptual one today, but I just thought it was... An, uh, we, live in, we live in a very, very complex financial world more, more complex than probably it needs to be it's mm. it's sort of one of those things where everyone's life is, is impacted by all these different government entities and different um you know uh legal systems and even you know all these different things so it's you may well wish it was simpler but it just isn't and the reality is we have to remember that it is a, it is a complex system mm. thanks for listening Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.